Amen. I, I love that song. We, uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. We need to be thankful for each other, this wonderful church and our community. And this morning we're going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate our Lord and Savior. We're also going to think and remember about some of the saints that have gone on. Man, there's been so many people who've influenced my life. I hate to name people because I'll, I'll leave somebody out. But just uh, just a few um, to start with, and I'll tell you some more later on, I'm sure. I've told a story or two here, I believe. And y'all may get tired of, of hearing them. But I probably won't get tired of telling them. So, the first person I want to just tell you a little bit about is a guy named Chuck McCoes. And I probably have told you this story before, but Chuck McCoes was my pastor when I was in college. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it was right when I graduated high school and and, and started college. He was my pastor, and Chuck was an old guy. He was 33. In my mind, he was an old guy, and he was a really, really nice guy. He's from upstate New York and, and, and had a great impact on my life. But he taught me how to play tennis. I played tennis a few times, but Chuck really taught me the game of tennis. And, and I'll never forget, I was 18 and in decent shape, and Chuck wanted to teach me to play tennis, and we went and hit it around one day. And he says, um, I'll tell you what, we're going to play a game. He says, and I want to hit it into the doubles, or excuse me, I want to hit it into half court. Which side do you want me to hit it into? You just have to defend half the court. And you get to hit it into the doubles court. I'll defend the whole doubles court. And I looked at, and my, I thought to myself, this fat old man thinks he's going to beat me. <laughs> so we played. And we played like that. And I, I, I never beat him in a set. Each time I get close, he'd make me defend more. He may be a pretty decent tennis player, but I, I never beat him. He taught me so much about life. He was just such a, a good, caring, genuine person that when Rod and I got married, uh, he was supposed to do our wedding, and he backed out. Um, actually, he had a death in the family and had to travel, so he, he didn't marry us, but he would have. Uh, but I remember so many things about him. Even though he was at our church a short amount of time, I remember so many things about him and other pastors. And as we go on, you may hear about a few other people in my life. And, and as I tell you these stories, I want you to think about some of the folks in your life that's kind of shaped and molded you into who you are today. I want to start by reading some scripture. I'm going to read Luke. I'm going to read chapter 6, verses 20 through 31. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, and revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in the day... And leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the, to the prophets. Woe to you who are rich, 
for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you, listen, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word, Lord. Just thank you for, um, for placing so many people in our lives, Lord, that, that, point us, that point us in the direction of you. Lord, as we study this scripture, Lord, I just pray that your words flow through me. Lord, everyone here and everyone that may be listening online, Lord, they receive the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'll tell you, we are blessed people. Again, there's been so many people who have influenced my life that I could be here all day and, and, and tell you about. But, man, there's so many people from Chestnut Hill that I didn't get to meet that I wish I had. I've heard so many stories. And I look at this stained glass and I read names and I look I think what you wonderful human beings. What wonderful people of God these folks must have been. Again, I've heard so many stories, so many just ways that they pointed people to Christ or they helped each other when they were in need. And I look at the stained glass, I think, what an honorable way to lift them up. We need more windows. Man, we need more windows. That's all I can say. But if you look at the light shining through, Again, this sanctuary to me is one of the most beautiful places in the world. I mean, it is, it's gorgeous. I mean, if you look at the windows, it looks like gold is shining through around the edges. And you see the light shining through those that, whose names are on. And others whose names may not be on. And I've told you this story before, too. And it's about the right time of year because the leaves are getting a little bit thin. At night, one, one night, come over and turn the lights on and then drive behind the plant over next to the bean can and just look over. Look over. It looks like this place is glowing. Man, this, it's, it's gorgeous. It's physically gorgeous, but it's gorgeous because of the people who've walked through here and the ones who are still here. And again, if you look, and we could ask each one of these people who are recognized by these windows and, and memorialize other ways here, I think they would say the memorial is perfect. They're letting Christ's light shine through them still. And that's what it's all about. That even after we're gone, that Christ's light can shine through us. Again, what makes a person a saint? Do you know a saint? Have you known a saint? Again, 
when you think about a saint, you know, and I look at these windows, I look at, just looking back at my life, if I wanted to define a saint right now, I'd say it's the people that the light shines through. Not the people that are trying to shine their own light, but the one that just allows the light to shine through. Again, have you ever known a, a saint? At least one person that you consider to be a saint. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Again, other people in my life, my grandmother, who's my first Sunday school teacher. Actually, my grandmother, or Shirley Anderson, was my first Sunday school teacher. I get them mixed up because their demeanor was so close to the same. They were just sweet people. And they loved you, no matter what. And they showed you that love and grace that comes from Jesus Christ. Man, I'm blessed and thankful to have had them in my life. My next Sunday school teacher, I think it was fourth, fifth, sixth grade, third, fourth, something like that. Her name was Carolyn Burns. As sweet. And let's just say she had a different style. But most of what I remember about what I learned about the Bible is through the lessons of Carolyn Burns. She did it in a little different way than my first two Sunday school teachers. But she made sure that we learned. I have wonderful mom and dad. There's other people who have shaped me into... Uh, the person that I am. People who um, have just gone on my, my grandfather, uh, my grandfather who raised my mom, didn't, uh, he had a, well, he was old from the day I met him. From the first time I met him, and he was probably 50s when I met him, but he had white hair, walked with a cane or in a wheelchair, because he was a World War II veteran. And just a sweet soul who led by example, did many things that, um, out of love, things he didn't have to do. And I'll never forget, as he got older and, and the health problems added up, we were admitting him in the hospital one night, and there was a doctor that came in and looked at him, and he, he's looking at my grandfather's medical history, and it's about this thick. And he looks at my grandfather and says, Mr. Davis, you've had a tough life. My grandfather looked at him and said, no, sir, I've been blessed. Man. His wife, my grandmother, my mom's mom, battle addiction. Wonderful person, wonderful cook, wonderful person, but she battled addiction most of my life. And praise the Lord, she was sober about the last 10 years of her life. And I got to see... What a wonderful person she was. How she influenced my life and, and took care of people and cooked and just did things. I mean, there, there's been so many. Uh, heck, I've known Rhonda so long. You look at some of her family members. They're, I, I've known them most of my life. I look at her grandfather as somebody that influenced me. Her grandmother is one of the sweetest people in the world. 
And then I know there's people that's influenced your lives as well. But what is a saint? What is a saint? When you think back to that person or people who've influenced you, what did they do? What did they do that was so great? You're probably going to think and say, you know what? They loved me. They let the light shine through them. They showed me hope. They're far from perfect. But they were followers of Jesus Christ. They were born again. The Holy Spirit worked within them. And the light of Jesus Christ shone through them. You see, these people I've described are saints. Again, they're not perfect. But when we look at the saints that are in the Bible, they're not perfect either. And Christ used them. He used fishermen, farmers, tent makers, teachers, carpenters, former prostitutes, extortionists, tax collectors, outcasts, robbers, you name it, Christ used them. They were transformed by Christ, and then Christ used them. He saw through their shortcomings and showed them the way. And then his light showed through them. You see, what's in common with all these folks is they're all on a journey. They're all on a journey. And that journey is following Jesus. And when we're following Jesus, we should look to him as our model. When we look to him, we should be more loving, less judgmental, more accepting of others, less condemning. You see, Jesus is perfect. But Jesus' people are not. We're not perfect. We have shortcomings. All the people I've mentioned had shortcomings. But they have their faith in a perfect Savior. 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes, Now we see a reflection in the mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now I know partially, but then I will know completely. In the same way that I have been completely known. Christ knows us completely. He knows who we are. He knows our strength. He knows our difficulties. He loves us anyway. And he uses us to shine his light through. Think about Peter and the mistakes he made. Or John and the mistakes he made. Or James. If you look, none of the people who followed Jesus in the Bible were perfect. But they're in pursuit of a perfect Savior. They've been touched and transformed by perfection. They let his light shine through them. It was not about Peter. It was not about John. It was not about James. It was not about Paul. It was about Jesus Christ. And as we're following Jesus Christ, that's what it should be about in our lives too. We shouldn't be patting ourselves on the back. We should be giving all the honor and glory to Jesus Christ and let his, shine, his light shine through who we are. You see, we're supposed to love our enemies. That's tough. I'm not big on Georgia after yesterday, actually. But I love them. We're supposed to do good to those that hate us. We're supposed to bless those who curse us. Pray for those who mistreat us. Sounds pretty tough, don't it? And I'm telling you, if you try to do it on your own, you're going to fail. 
You're going to fail. I'm going to fail. I can't do it on my own. I can't pray for people who mistreat me without the love of Jesus Christ in my heart. But when I have that, I can pray for everybody. If somebody slaps me on the cheek, I can turn it. I can bless those who curse me. Not because of me, but because of Jesus Christ and His perfection. Raise your hand if you live a life like that I just described all the time. If you're always, always loving your enemies, doing good, loving the people that hate you. I don't see any hand. My hand's not going up either. But again, I told you earlier, this is a journey. It's a journey. We're called to be holy. But that doesn't mean we're called to be perfect. It means we're set apart. You see, we're set apart to serve God, to serve each other. You see, we should be dedicated. You see, saints in the Bible, saints that we've known, they fall down, but they get back up through the strength of Jesus Christ. See, a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ may not always do those things, but they're still striving and still working towards perfection, to be more like Christ every day. Again, if we're truly on this journey, and we truly make an effort, and we commit ourselves to following Jesus in his perfection, people will see that light shining through us. Even though we're going to make mistakes, we're going to come up short. We're going to be the people that you see the light shining through right now that have gone on. But because of their faith, they're still influencing people's lives today. See, true happiness, true joy comes when we rely exclusively on the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And when we love Christ more, we love others more. When we love Christ more and we accept his forgiveness, we're more forgiving, more loving people. You see, a saint is someone who, whose life makes it easier to believe in God. A saint is someone whose life, whose actions makes it, make it easier for people to believe in God. Again, I think all of us have known such people. I told you about a few of the people in my life. I want you to think about yours. Think about the ones who've influenced you. Maybe a mother, a father, maybe a neighbor, a school teacher, a friend, maybe a pastor or a Sunday school teacher. I'm sure you can think of a few that weren't perfect. But because of the lives they lived, you can see Christ's light shining through them. 
see maybe people that go the extra mile. The thing about it is, most of the people that we're describing here, and we think about all the good things they did, they probably did more in silent. There's more things that we don't even know about. There's things that uh, we have no idea. My brother, who had his struggles here, he uh, passed away a few years ago because of some of the struggles he had had kind of led to, to his life being shortened a little bit. But man, he was good to a whole lot of people. He battled some things I don't understand. But I'll never forget the day after he died, I'm at my mom's house, and my brother lived with my mom, and there's a lady that called. Her name's Miss Churchwell. And my mom couldn't talk to her. She said, you're going to have to talk to this lady. And again, I've told you about my brother's struggles. But when I talked to that lady, you would have thought my brother was the biggest saint in the world. She's 80 years old, lives in East Knoxville, didn't have anybody take care of her. She said, I don't know how I'm going to make it without your brother. Your brother came over here to do a plumbing job. After that, he took care of every need I had in this house. I didn't have to call anybody but one person. And he never charged me a dime. She tells me the story. I'm in tears. And I said, Miss Churchwell, if you need anybody, you call me. And she said, are you a plumber? I said, no, I'm a school teacher. <laughs> she said, I don't need a teacher. <laughs> How are you going to help me? <laughs> but again, we don't know people's struggles. But my goal is for all of us to let the light of Jesus Christ shine through us. Again, we're going to fall short sometimes, but we have to move forward. It's our job to make it easier for others to believe in God. You see, we have to be the light. We have to be the people that the light shines through. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, all your many blessings. Lord, thank you for placing people in our lives, Lord, that we can see your light shining through them. Lord, help us strive every moment of every day to be more like you, to be more loving, to be more forgiving, to be less judgmental, and to be full of more and more of your grace. Lord, these attributes that we strive for, you have an infinite amount, Lord. I just pray that we, we share in those, Lord, that, uh, that you bless each person here, each person that may be listening online, Lord, and if they don't have that relationship with you, Lord, I just pray they fall on their knees and accept your loving, loving saving grace. In Jesus' name, amen.